I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one. The only Puckle TCG Cast. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 13 of the TCG Cast. This is your host, Lord Yoshiro, and of course, with me, I have three gentlemen, each one amazing for what they do. For the first one, some say that he once kicked a Nikens in the knee. It's the Blind Manic. I also took an Ekans to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> then, hey, um. <laughs> then we have someone that when he eats a rare candy, the candy levels up. Basket. <laughs> hey, how's it going, everybody? And last but certain not least, we have someone that some say he has two kids. Their names are Pain and Suffering. It's Gator. That's just like a commentary on my life, generally. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you're listening to Puckle TCG Cast. Puckle, of course, stands for Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that luckily I didn't come up with. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the history of uh, TCG, all the generations. It's going to be amazing. We're going to talk about what's the future of the TCG with Sun and Moon. Some news came out. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to touch a little bit with the news, which we're going to start now. Cue the epic music. First of all, we have a very weird, weird announcement in that Pokemon is releasing a $2,000 pure gold Pikachu card. Uh, To commemorate Pokemon's 20th anniversary, the Pokemon company in Japan is releasing a special base set Pikachu card made out of actual gold. Uh, the cost will cost a whooping $2,000. And that's not Poco Dollars. The card will come inside a special case with a cover that goes over it. The Pikachu is the original card from Base Set and not a remade one from, not the remade one from Evolutions. What do you guys think about this? Proof that gold was always and will always be better than silver. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take it there, don't you? <laughs> I mean, for who this is for? I mean, obviously collectors, but who would pay Not me, I can tell you dollars no for a card? That much on a card. People I mean, that are trying to make the ultra rare like Raichu deck. 
<laughs> I mean, it's not even playable because it's not the reprint. It's the original base set one. <laughs> anyway, moving on that, uh, if you guys have $2,000 to spend, you can always spend it on us so Thatch can go to your house and watch a movie with you. Or you can buy this gold Pikachu uh, card for the same amount. I would say there's really no choice there. Go for the Pikachu. But we did have some great information from Sun and Moon, including some information on what's to come and some clues that we're going to dissect here in the show and also they released Lurantis GX which is also very interesting because it gave us a lot of new information and some clues as to what GX cars actually are and I they got me I was not expecting this so but we'll get there but now that is for the news, uh, fortunately or unfortunately. We're going to move on to topic number one, which is the history of the TCG cast. I'm sorry, TCG. And let's start with Gen 1. Uh, Sublime, what do you think of Gen 1? I love Gen 1. You can, like, to this day, play the first three sets of Gen 1, like, on the um, Game Boy cartridge, the Game Boy Color cartridge, which is a big hobby of mine when I have downtime or whatever. Um, not very balanced, <laughs> yeah, uh, but still very fun. Um, really low HP values. If you could do 20 for one energy, that was good, yeah. which is just crazy to think about today. Yep. What about um, you, Gator? Well, see, the thing is, when I was playing Gen 1, um, I wasn't really playing Gen 1. Uh, <laughs> like, I just distinctly remember, um, going out and we would just pick up the cards and we didn't care about energies. We didn't collect the energies. We didn't know about any base sets. It was pretty much just, Hey, I'm going to evolve and I attack you with this attack. Like it was, it was very bad. It was very much a trading game versus a card game for me back in good one. It was, it was more of a collector thing. It is worth noting as well that when Pokemon started, it actually started under wizards of the coast, which as we all know, are the, the publishers of Magic the Gathering, which is, you know, Pokemon's arch nemesis, uh, right after uh, Digimon. And, and Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> and Yu-Gi-Oh. And, of course, you they had that. their own ways of handling this game. Uh, what about you, Basket? What memories do you have from the Gen 1? Well, um, I was one of those heathens that never actually played the game. Um, <laughs> I All I did... <laughs> All I did was just um, collect the cards because I thought they were super cool. And, um, yeah, I think my favorite card that I had was probably my um, uh, holographic Zapdos. Oh, but yeah. That's about all I can tell you about Gen 1 trading card game. And we cannot all forget the Charizard, right? The card that absolutely mm. everyone wanted to get their hands on. It was completely uh, ridiculous. First edition Shadowless, like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was also bad. It was. Um, yeah, it was e- bad. Even for those also, standards. This was Fat Pikachu like, card. Yeah. Um, when Pokemon came out, if you go back and look, it's the original Fat Pikachu. Um, sometimes I miss him. You know, as a fat kid growing up, he was always like a source of comfort. <laughs> uh, so when they decided to slim down Pikachu, I was uh, it hurt me. You know, deeply, and I'm still kind of holding a little resentment to Wizards of the Coast for that. But yeah, we'll let it pass. 
It's it's I, I I don't know if you went you know backstage Pokemon, but it actually he didn't go on a diet. He was just heavily addicted to herbs, um, <laughs> and that's just what it does to you, man. Herbs don't do herbs; they lower your happiness and your weight. <laughs> but Gen One was definitely something interesting. All right, and I think one of the things that's important to talk about too is like what sets. We're coming out in the different generations because we kind of like we kind of breezed over like what we generally felt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gen One, we really should talk about like the base set, jungle set, fossil set, and like the confusion that was base set two. <laughs> it was because like what what does this even mean? Like you'd have kids with these cards that had the two on them. So I knew that caused like a lot of dissension in my friends group where we're like, well, what does this even mean? Um, yeah. I also like the uh, Team Rocket set because that was like uh, Team Rocket's Meowth and Team Rocket's this. Like it was kind of cool to see like Blaine's blah 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 with the gym leader sets and yeah, that was, it w- that was a neat thing. It was the first introductions in Pokemon where you now had owned Pokemon. These Pokemon belonged to a gym leader, belonged to Team Rocket. It wasn't like a one you captured. So their name were included in the card, which made things confusing yet interesting because uh, as any TCG player know, the name of the card makes the card unique, meaning that you could have four Meowths and four Team Rocket Meowth in one deck, and it bypasses, or not necessarily bypass, but it's the whole, you can only have one, four of each card, it is bypassed yeah. by that. And it ended in Gym Challenge, which enters into Generation 2, my, one of my favorite generations in the video games. Uh, Sublime, tell us about Generation 2. Gen 2 brought a lot of new changes that are still relevant to the card game today. Uh, Most notably, two new types in Darkness and Metal. There were only two Pokemon of each type when it was first introduced. And what's really interesting about it is at the time, Darkness Energy and Metal Energy were special instead of basic. So you could also only have four of each, which really restricted you. However, in spite of that, the first dark Pokemon ever introduced to the game got banned because it was too good. And that would be little old Sneasel with Beat Up. Yes. Um, which very famously just did a ton of damage. For two darkness energy, which is rough but attainable, because you were running like four Professor Oaks and such at the time, um, <laughs> it did 20 damage. You'd flip a coin for every Pokemon you had in play and it did 20 damage times that. On top of the two darkness energy boosting your damage by twenty as well, wow. and so wow. it would it just did like up to hundred and forty on like your second turn. It was super super powerful for what the numbers were at the time. So it very swiftly got banned. <laughs> yeah, it got so the ban hammer hard. In, yeah, which is but some other things that were introduced. Oh, sorry. Um, I was just going to say that it starts when when you talk about Pokemon and bannings. And you mentioned that card. Like, Pokemon as a format doesn't usually ban stuff. No. So, that being the first instance is pretty significant of the power level at the time. Mm hmm. Because doing 140 Definitely. nowadays is nothing. No, no. Yeah. The power creep is real. <laughs> it <laughs> really so real. is. And it's only going to get worse. With GX. Yeah. Um, some other things it introduced were um, Pokemon tools were introduced. Because you may recall that actually equipping items in the games was introduced in Gen 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, baby Pokemon, which had a unique mechanic, were introduced as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where you'd have to flip a coin just to hit them. And also, 
Gen 2 was the last generation to feature published Cadabra cards. Yes. And we all know why. Um, because of the whole Yuri Geller issue, which is interesting. Maybe, could you, uh, could one of you maybe go over that? Because um, I just found out about it, like, literally three weeks ago. And I don't know uh, if everybody else um, uh, in our audience knows that. Okay, so uh, Yuri Geller was, and I guess he still kind of is sometimes, a uh, famous mentalist. So his whole trick was in the 70s and 80s, he would go on these late night TV shows, or he'd make appearances where he would bend spoons. Yep. Or uh, then coins, he could do mental magic. Um, but he was definitely considered a huckster. Yeah. Um, he, he was, was out. very controversial, not because of the things he did, because he claimed to be mystical. It wasn't a magic trick. He wasn't there as a magician. He was there saying, no, I'm a psychic, and these are the powers that I have. So it created in the media quite the outcry, because, of course, we all know, or you know, we all hope, <laughs> that magic or psychic doesn't exist. Well, he was pretty much debunked. Like, oh, um, yeah. He was on the Johnny Carson show, got called out. But anyway, he's pretty litigious. Yep. And uh, he uh, came at Pokemon uh, insinuating that the Kadabra was based off of him. Because if you looked at like similarities and like how it does spoons and stuff. Mm -hmm. So Pokemon, rather than dealing with that mess, has just decided <laughs> that they're not going to print cards that have Kadabra on. Yeah, so... It, it all sparked because in Japanese, actually, uh, Kadabra's name, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Yuri something, yeah. which is it has his name or something similar to his name, um, and he has a spoon. And the one card that spiked the controversy and why he uh, went into the offense was the Dark Kadabra card, because it was Evil Kadabra. So he went after Nintendo and Pokemon saying, you're decrypting me like an evil person. And that's why he sued. Other than, of course, they're using my name and likeness without authorization. It's a money-grabbing scheme. The whole point of the story is that because of that, Nintendo and Pokemon decided to retract the Kadabra. That's why every certain then, every Abra that has been released, it has been released with an ability that allows it to evolve straight to Alakazam. So that's the story behind that. And generations spawn from Neo Genesis, Neo Discovery, Neo Revelation. There was the, the Neo, Neo set. Yep, the Neo right? set. There were four Neo sets. And then there were, at the end, the e-reader sets, which was Oof, yes. a disaster in yes. my opinion. Wait, didn't um, the Neo sets have, like, the other, like, Vanguard? Wasn't that the Sloking set? With yes, Sloking, which I was also going to bring up. Uh, so Sloking had an ability called Mind Games, where whenever your opponent played any trainer, they'd flip a coin, and if it was Tails... It, it did nothing and went on top of their deck. Oh, God. Yes. So it just dragged things out really badly. So they um, banned it to go faster. It was weird. It was crazy. That ability, I remember fighting against, uh, playing against one of those card decks. And it was annoying. You got a 50% chance of pulling off your strategy. It, it, it was completely horrible. Of course, that ended in Generation uh, two with Skyrich was the last series set in that Which series. is where the last Kadabra was. Correct. And then we jump from the e-reader. By the way, we didn't talk exactly what e-reader cards are. That's um, not. Yeah. So <laughs> there was this e-reader just like kicked me out of the Pokemon collection. Yeah, me too. I thought it was the ugliest yep. thing to be added. So for anybody that doesn't know, Pokemon had this harebrained idea to come out with this electronic reader 
where you could scan your cards and put them into the game. Um, but it was terrible. Yeah. It was really bad. And they tried to put e-reader with everything. Pokemon Snap had an e-reader thing too. And it, it was just so bad. Um, and the cards, like Gator said, they were so ugly. Um, it was just a bad point. We don't want to remember about this. Uh, let's just move on. That happened. It's like, you know, under the bridge. Water under the bridge. And we go on to Generation 3. And Gator is going to tell about about why Generation 3 has too much water. Okay. So, Generation 3, um, AX Ruby and Sapphire was the first expansion to be produced uh, by Nintendo after they took away the Pokemon license from Wizards of the Coast. Pokemon mm -hmm. decided to go in business for themselves. And this was back in 2003. Yes. So that's about where we're at right now in the timeline. Pokemon cards start getting popular. We're now in 2003. And the but Ruby Sapphire set lasts forever. Like it, <laughs> it seemed like. Let's see. What when did Diamond and Pearl? Diamond and Pearl came out in so two thousand and seven. So we had four years or so of just these cards. Um, it started with EX Ruby and Sapphire. Like I said, um, the EX refers to extra. It's the it's the first time we're having this extra power introduced into the game. Pokemon yes. EXs. Uh, they're distinct from today's EXs because um, it would be a it was a, uh, a just an EX. There's no dash, um, and it was a lowercase. So they are distinctive from what they are, and they act as evolution cards. Uh, EX Pokemon now tend to be um, basics unless you're dealing with a Mega, but these you could evolve. Mm -hmm. So um, this is when the competitive scene started coming together. And so when getting things started, uh, Blaziken had like a pretty good majority of the stronghold on the decks. Um, the Blaziken was pretty good. He had a move called Volcanic Ash, uh, where you could discard two energy attached to the Blaziken and then choose one of your opponent's Pokemon and do a hundred damage to that Pokemon. Yeah. Um, which is insane when you're talking about like Blaziken EX itself only has 150 HP. Yeah. Things um, really started getting weird. With Generation 3. Uh, we have, like Gator said, the EX. Everything started with EX. E gets, uh, EX, Ruby, Sapphire, Sandstorm, so forth. But we also reached a point where we went to Delta. And Delta species was weird. Uh, well, I before we even got to Delta, this was the start of, like, turn 2 decks. Oh, like, yeah. Like, becoming a real thing where you had to be set up by turn 2 or you're going to lose. Yeah. Um, so it's not, like, a recent invention to be like super powered in this game um you're going all the way back to 2004 2005 uh when you had these cards getting set up um and you also had like lock decks you had um just like a lot of the archetypes of different decks we have today were started back then yeah. so gen 3 was like the start of the real competitive competitive but as far as Delta species, you're going to have to talk a little bit more about that this year. I'm not as strong on that. Delta species was when they started to mix types. It's like, oh, you found this new island in the story of the TCG where Pokemons are not the type of they normally are. This is where we started seeing Steel-type Jolteons. So this is basically Alolan Pokemon before Alolan Pokemon existed. Uh, and they just started messed up with the whole thing that Pokemon are now mixed, and their types are weird. It was really weird timing for the TCG. It wasn't necessarily bad, just confusing. Oh, it wow, was. It, oh, about you, Sublime? Yeah, the Delta species, as they were called, was very strange. 
But it's exciting because they introduced EX with this generation. It did. It definitely was something that uh, we took and ran with it up till now. But like Gator said, they're just not the same. And you'll see why. Any last uh, thoughts of this, Basket? Um, honestly, uh, no. Um, <laughs> I didn't get into the TCG till recently, so I'm yeah, I'm pretty much at a loss for that. <laughs> no worries, because <laughs> gee, uh, we all know Generation Three was uh, something special. It was something that disconnected from their, all the other generations in the video game, and it was kind of like that as well. Uh, it was interesting because. It, it as soon as Gen Two, Gen One, and Gen Two was Game Boy, it jumped into Game Boy Advance. We also saw this in a way in the jump from Wizards of the Coast to Nintendo taking over and Pokemon taking over the card game, and then we see yet another big step when we reach Generation Four and back in Fourth Gen. You can check that one for your bingo cards. Things went really, really reset. Everything went. And said, nope, there's changes needed to be in the game. And just a lot of things happened. Like in every new generation, we got a new redesign of the cards again. They looked nice. They, the arts were a bit more focused. But more importantly than that, we had some weird changes. Gen 4, um, which by the way, uh, it started from the set Diamond and Pearl. And it went all the way down to Call of Legends. And these are a lot of sets. This went from Diamond and Pearl Six, series. It was 16 sets. Yep. Platinum series, Gold and Silver series, and then the end was Call of Legends series. Really long, really long set. But it brought some amazing changes. This is where we saw where, wait, poison types are no longer grass. Now they're psychic, which is now the staple in the game. Um, this came here. We also got rid of that, those Pokemon EX, lowercase EXs, and also there were some shiny variants of the game, of the cards. We got rid of those, and that paved the way to the infamous Pokemon Level X cards that started coming out, and we'll get to those in a minute. This also uh, gave us the introduction of free attack cost, which was pretty weird. These were attacks that you played the Pokemon, and you didn't have to attach any energy energy to it, and they could attack. And it, it was represented in the card by a gray spot, like if an energy was missing in that spot. It was pretty weird, um, and it was an interesting mechanic. But also, more importantly, Gen 4, Diamond Pearl Wars, where they finally introduced darkness energy and metal energy as basic energy. Uh, and no longer special energy like it did in Gen 2 through Gen 3. Um, so now we no longer have to be restrained on the four cards per uh, per deck. You could have a full dark or a full metal deck, which was something that really, really ne we needed. Um, other things changed in the game, such as we finally have now supporter cards and stadium cards came out of nowhere. Now you can no longer play Professor Oak Four times in one turn. No, these supporter cards and stadium cards are now considered their own class. Supporter cards and stadiums could only be played once per turn. Uh, and that, of course, was a welcome addition. I'm pretty sure that at the time I complained. I can't remember, but I did. But of course, we know now that this was definitely a great addition. Other than that, 
other rules change, which we might not get too deep into, but um, there are some big changes on the rules as well. There was also the half deck rule where you could compete with 30 cards, um, which was kind of also kind of weird. And of course, the Kadabra situation continued through Gen 4 as well. What do you guys remember about Gen 4? Well, I I have just more of a comment. Um, that's pretty crazy that before this gen, you could play any supporter you wanted as many times as you wanted. That's, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the meta was like, but I mean, if if that was happening with um, the last meta or this one, I mean, you'd burn through your deck in a turn. Yes. So, yeah, supporter cards as they are called now, were just trainer cards before, right? We only had trainer cards and like um, Sublime said, and tool cards was the other exception. But trainer cards had no limit. There were, there were, there are what we consider now item cards. You could play as many as you want on your turn. Right now, we know them as the, you know, the ball cards, the uh, ultra balls, great balls, and potions, and all those cards that via Seeker, we can use as much as we want in one turn. Uh, those things like Professor Oak or Imposter Professor Oak or uh, Misty's Determination and those cards were just regular trainer cards and you could just play them as much as you want as long as you had them in your hand. It was pretty crazy. You could, Like you said, basically, you could go through your deck really easily before then. Of course, thank God that this rule changed those dynamics and it made it a little bit more controlled. I really yes. like level X cards. They are. They definitely were. Uh, level and let's and glad. Thank you for uh, reminding me. Level X cards were introduced in Gen Four, and let's talk a little bit of, uh, about them. So they were a special kind of Pokemon. Um, these level X were basically replacing the Pokemon EX that Gator had talked about. Now the difference about these level X cards is that they weren't direct evolution of their previous evolution. And I, I, I would remind you guys of Pokemon Break Cards, right? Where you play uh, Pikachu, Raichu, and then Raichu Break. That was the way Level X Cards works at, uh, worked as well. You would uh, evolve and then Level X Raichu on top. Of course, the difference, the big difference was that Break Cards has the mechanic that it kept all the cards from previous, from the previous evolution. Level X was a completely new card. It would substitute the previous stage, and you would have a EX version of a, of the card as the next evolution. It was a pretty interesting mechanic, and it went through for a while. Yeah, um, I'd like to point out that if you wanted to right now, if you're running like a crazy jank deck, you could play a Pokemon Break on top of a level X, on top <laughs> of like a level 63, on top of like the regular... Really? Like, and unlimited? Yeah, and unlimited. I mean, some... <laughs> It's, it's, it's the how convoluted do you want to get because there's certain rules. Um, that's why unlimited is kind of a not really a format. It's not really a thing that people necessarily do. Um, <laughs> no, it is. It, I it played happened. one time unlimited and it was crazy. It was a lot of fun, but that's because my opponent built a fun deck. It wasn't a competitive deck. He's like, this is a deck for unlimited, but trust me, it's going to be fun. And it was. So, um, I'd like to point out too, like we had VS Seeker come around at this time. That was a Heart Gold Soul Silver card, yep. um, which that was like didn't even get played. People did not see the value. So it's really funny to see how the meta shifts 
and how cards are perceived of value yep. as these things change. Because now you most three people you run into wouldn't run less than three or four versus seeker in a deck. And it used to be that, oh, I don't even know if I want to run one. Um, yep. So I think that's something to keep in mind as we're going through this. Because like the whole point of us going through with what happened is to kind of like key you guys in to see how this game's constantly changing. It's it's a really big fallacy to get stuck in a certain way of thinking when a TCG mm-hmm. comes, because for a long time people thought throwing cards away was a bad thing. Yeah, um, putting cards in this card pile was a bad thing. You don't want to do that. But the first person to come along and say, "No, I can do that. This is about thinning the deck and resource management," you mm-hmm. have an innate advantage. So pay attention as we're going through this, and like maybe that the new GX cards are going to have something. And if you play them like EX cards, you might be behind. You might be better to play them like the first EX cards that ever came out. Um, just to kind of musing about it as I'm sitting here thinking while you guys are talking. No, no. And that's exactly the point of this episode. It's how the TCG has adapted through the uh, generations into what is going to be potentially a brand new generation in the sense that we already have clues that things are going to change drastically. For the TCG once Sun and Moon hits. But of course, we're getting ahead of ourselves because Gen 4, back in Gen 4, was pretty, pretty crazy. It brought some fundamental meta changes, just like the Gen 4 Diamond and Pearl game did on the VGC, where they changed the whole, oh, now fire can have special and physical attacks, so it could use attack. Those same fundamental changes came to the VCG uh, TCG in the way that we just described. Now we have supporters. Now we have all these different things. It changed the meta completely. And of course, that went through the whole golden brick road up to TCG Generation 5. And Basket, you're going to tell us about Generation 5. Yes, I am. All right, so... Some of the new things that Generation 5 introduced um, was they took Poke Powers and Poke Bodies and merged them um, into what we now know as abilities. Yeah. Trainer cards are also in Gen 5 were then allowed to be played on the first turn. Oh, yeah. um, and not only that, but item cards were then also allowed to be used as many times as the player wanted. Yep, that's um, where we finally got our item cards. Exactly. Yes. And uh, supporter cards and stadiums were no longer a separate class of cards. So they would be played uh, individually and... Still had that one per turn rule. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you could play, obviously, you could play a supporter card and then a stadium because yeah. they were separated now. Yes. Well, that's right. <clears throat> you could only play one of them before. So yeah, 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 you're right. All right. And... Uh, so this gen's fun to uh, talk about because right now it's a a monumental impact on the expanded sets that everybody's playing with for expanded TCG tournaments. This is still in expanded. Now we're heading in the territory where at the moment it's still active. Regionals are based in expanded. Tournaments are. These cards that we're going to talk about are actually right now in play. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you uh about a couple of the scary ones <laughs> go so, ahead one of the scariest ones <laughs> for me and is basically the bane of my existence in expanded is keldio ex <laughs> yes. keldio ex 
has a really, really, really annoying ability. Um, it has the ability, for those of you who do not know, um, it has the ability to rush in, um, where it basically rushes in. And um, it can give your uh, Pokemon that's in the active a free retreat. And it has an attack that's only good because of another card called uh, Deluge Blastoise. Yep. And uh, that's Secret Sword, which is 50 damage plus 20 more damage for each water energy attached. That's not a good attack for a EX. Not, <laughs> not at all. Normally. But normally, yes. But uh, Deluge Blastoise um, allows you to, and go ahead, uh, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on the uh, actual phrasing here, but um, it allows you to attach as many water energy from your hand yep. Yep. Uh, onto um, whatever water Pokemon you have. So mm -hmm. they get that Keldeo powered up, and then it is an absolute powerhouse, and it is terrifying when there are two on the on the table because you can't lock them in place in order to do enough unless you can one hit ko them right away you can't put enough on there you can't put enough damage on there or keep them in because if you put them the other keldeo rushes in if yep. you poison them and you're trying to build up poison damage on them the other keldeo rushes in and fixes the problem if you put it to sleep the other keldeo rushes in and put fixes the problem so it's a very, very, very frustrating deck to try and play against, but a very, very good card if you can hit that Blastoise dilute, that Deluge Blastoise. And even even if that's not the case, it's still a great, great tech card. It's basically um, a, I'd say, ten times better Zoroark, really. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, it was a basic EX card. It had so much more HP than Zoroark, and... It was just annoying, just as these Keldeo, annoying Keldeo voice. Every time I see the card, I can just have PTSD of the movie, the Keldeo. And it's just horrible. And it wasn't necessarily the only amazing card. I mean, we had some... Well, hold on, hold on. Time out. I'd like to point out that Keldeo was an answer to the other cards that were forming in the meta. Because you have decks like a Selgor that just p permanently paralyzes you. True. Um, You've got Hypnotoxic Laser everywhere, which yeah. is trying to poison and put you to sleep. So Keldeo was the, is, a, is a result of its environment. That card is good because of what was happening in 5th Gen with all these different status effects. That and is very true. Well, but if I'm, I'm the guy that wants to put those status, status effects on you. <laughs> so which is why Keldeo. That's why I hate that card. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, Basket definitely has an affinity on status effects. It makes playing against him really interesting. Well, 5th Gen was the last time Burn was a thing, wasn't it? Yes. Burn is like the ugly child that they really want to hide. It's still there. They still print little Burn chips to put on the Pokemon, yet no one burns. But when... And let's talk about Burn, because Burn is something that it is part of the history of Pokemon. Burn is a really, really OP status effect. Is it? I believe it is. So I don't. Well, if you don't know, if you're kind of like relatively yeah. new, like a lot of our listeners are, burn has the um, it works like poison, where in between turns you get damage put on you. However, with burn you flip a coin. Um, heads you don't get anything. Tails you get two damage counters put on you. Mm -hmm. um, so 
it's it's kind of more of the, that coin toss deal. If you get lucky, burn doesn't do anything to you. If you're not so lucky, eh, not so much. The problem I always saw with burn is that it, it wasn't like confusion. So confusion, paralyzed, and sleep are status effects that you could only do once on the opponent. You can either paralyze them or sleep them or confuse them. But you could do two more. But burn and poison, you could add them to whatever other status effect your opponent, your Pokemon had. So if your Pokemon is paralyzed, it you would have to flip a coin to see if you could do anything that turn, and then flip a coin to see if you get damage. Well, no, paralyzed was, um. there's no coin flip for paralyzed. True, sorry. Uh, but yeah, sleep, sleep, sleep is what I meant, you're right. Yeah. Uh, to see if you did anything, and then flip again to see if you get damage. And 220 damage counter, I mean, that's a muscle band. It's not poison where... It's just 10 points and then 10 points going out. This could potentially be 20 points in and 20 points out. That's 40 damage in just one turn. I consider that pretty OP. However, Generation 5 gave us a very popular stadium known as Verbank. Yeah. Verbank okay. City Gym. Which was burn obsolete. Yep, you're completely right. Um, And it also brought us other amazing cards. And, and I know we're stuck here in Gen 5, but we definitely need to move on. But well, we let also me, brought let us... Me clarify. For our listeners, Verbank City Gem allowed you to put two poison damage counters around each turn. That's why we're saying it made Burn nullified. Just for anybody out there that's like, wait, what, what about Verbank? <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. And then it brought us Gene Sec EX was another amazing card that came in that set. In fact, it was Askeldio. So the deck that Basket here described was the 2015 winner. Of the World Championships, Blastoise Keldeo deck. Um, Genesect EX was the 2014 card. It was an amazing card, 170 HP. It had an ability called Red Signal. Uh, when you attach a Plasma Energy from your hand to this Pokemon, you may switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon with his or her active. So when you attach a Plasma, it was a Lysander. Wow. Yeah, which is just incredible. It's, yeah, it's one of the scariest Pokemon. And on top of that, it was, um, there wasn't a whole lot that anybody could really do against this. And it would literally one hit KO everything in the meta mm-hmm. because of our G Booster. G Booster, yes. So they had an A spec. This is also the generation that brought us the famous A spec. For those of our listeners at home that don't know, A specs were special trainers. These trainers could only you could only have one A spec per deck. And why? Because they were they were just amazingly powerful. You had cards like the infamous one, Computer Search, which you know Computer Search from the base set. They made it an A spec. You discarded two cards from your hand, and you could search your deck for any card you needed and you didn't even need to search um show your opponent you just discard the two cards look for that card and put it straight into your hand and your opponent could not know what it was it gave us another one like scramble switch which basically um allows you to switch your active with one of your bench and then switch all the energies into the new active making if you're trying to kill a giant ex you would scramble switch out and put a different giant EX and with the same amount of energies that the active one had. And then you can max potion and stuff like that. It was crazy. These cards were insanely powerful. And of course, Gene Sect had a specific one called G Booster. Uh, could you tell us what G Booster does? It gave yes. it an additional attack. Yes. 
So G Booster, as an expect, gave Genesect one more attack. What was that attack? Let's go ahead. For two grass energy, one colorless G Booster, it did 200 damage. Discard two energy attached to this Pokemon. This attack damage isn't affected by any effects on the defending Pokemon. So let's get this straight. You plasma energy to Lysander what you need to kill. You ace back G booster to deal 200 damage and your opponent cannot do absolutely anything to stop it. Needless to Although say... To, oh, go ahead. Dang, that's not enough, right? Well, like to, back then there were no megas, so there, there was, was no nothing. megas, exactly. So it That was, one shot everything at the time. Yes, at the time... Yeah, it, it was complete. Whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It was such a powerful... Of course... Uh, changes came after the fact, which made it difficult. Uh, tool destroyers would nullify G booster, and since it was an A spec, you can only have one per turn. Uh, it is worth. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, one per game, not one per turn. And if it was prized, then that's a problem. So it, it wasn't a perfect deck. Of course, it had its balance, but it still was incredibly powerful. Go ahead, basket. Um, I just wanted to um, say. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, not I'm basket. Sorry. Sublime. It's... Just to illustrate how strong that card was, uh, Genesect Verizion won Worlds three years in a row. Yeah, everyone complains about Night March, but <laughs> it doesn't even hold a candle. It seems the bugs are the one that are overpowered in the TCG. Now, there's another card that I wanted to bring up, and this will be the last one uh, for the fifth generation. And I'm surprised that uh, Jushiro didn't uh, think about this, but um, N. It was the first time oh, N was yes. introduced. Oh my god, and, yeah. Uh, I have yet to see uh, Jushiro have a deck that doesn't have at least three N's in it. No, uh, four is my minimum. I <laughs> love that card so much. Wait, 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 who's N? I'm uh, imitating the Pokemon TCG um, uh, online uh, search. What, where is that? <laughs> like, you, you can't find who... that card anywhere. <laughs> That was so <laughs> stupid. It was the stupidest thing to name a, a Pokemon card. Yes, just the letter. Yes, N. yes, I, yeah. To so try to get basically, a player is ridiculous. You yes, I want N, uh, N what? And it shows you every single card in existence that has an N in the name. It's annoying as hell. Yeah, it's really dumb. But yeah, so um, this card I believe didn't see a whole lot of play when it first came out. Can't remember. And uh, it was also um, because there was other means of searching for cards. I mean, we had cards like Chorus. Of course, sorry. For those who don't know. So N, uh, when you play N, uh, you and your opponent shuffle all your hand into your deck and draw as many uh, cards as prizes you have left. Um, Which it not only uh, helps as a card accelerator, but also as a disruptor because you are making your opponent... Put that uh, his hand back into the de- uh, into the deck. Now there were other cards like Colress, uh, and Colress was uh, shuffle your hand specifically into your deck and draw as many cards as bench Pokemon in play, including your opponents. So if you were have ten cards in play, that means that you drew a hand of ten cards. Uh, if you have ten Pokemon benched. Uh, and then when Rayquaza came out, which is Gen 6, we'll get there, um, you you can have Skyfield, that number just went crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And there was a point where both of them were legal at the same time in Standard. 
But we need to move on to Generation 6 because we have to get to Gen 7. And Generation 6 is where we are right now. Um, and it brought us Mega Pokemon. It brought us Pokemon Bricks. Let's talk a little bit of Gen 6 before we move on. Uh, Sublime. One thing it brought us was the fairy type. Yeah. Oh, wait. Which is still Ooh. very relevant. Yes. We have to go back to Gen 5 one second. Dragon types. Oh, that's true. The dragon type was introduced in Gen 5. Uh, as what it, For those who know magic, dragon types kind of simulate the multicolor cards, the golden cards in Magic the Gathering. They're um, kind of their own type. But they don't have their own energy. They their dragon types consist of having multi energy attacks. So uh, Giratina, for example, uh, it requires Grass, Psychic, and duck, and Colorless in order to for them to do what uh, it to do what it needs to do, and so forth. So it's a it's a really interesting type to add, but it doesn't have its own special the basic energy. And then we have Fairy. Continue Sublime. Right, so Fairy got introduced very solidly at the beginning because it got a lot of support up front with Fairy Garden, uh, Geomancy, uh, Xerneas, uh, Aromatisse with Fairy Transfer, and Slurpuff with, uh, what was it, Veil? I forget the exact name. Yeah, Sweet Veil. Vale. Sweet Veil that blocked a status. So it had a lot of support immediately, and then as better attackers came out, it became a very solid type for a deck. Mm-hmm. And XY was originally kind of dominated with Night March, yeah. uh, which you've heard us mention a million times on here. Once uh, uh, Phantom Forces came out, yep. Yep. Um, but it's always, it's been a pretty interesting meta so far, especially now that it's shaping up this year. Um, we've only got a, like six months or so, or, or less, of uh, this meta without um, the original XY set. Mm-hmm. So what's shaping up now and what's better? Um, you guys have an idea based on listening to us what cards are good. Shame and the X is good. Um, although it's not as good as what was an Uxy as Elf. Um, it was, there was another card that did the same thing Shaman did, but it wasn't an EX and it got hand draw support. Um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was one of the emotion Pokemon, the Mew clones. Yeah, one of the, the lake, the little lake, uh, critters. Yeah. Um, but uh, as you guys know, Shaman the X is everywhere in this set. Uh, the Megas have taken a step up, so now this is the introduction of Mega cards. So with Megas, you have this extremely high HP. You have this new cards called Spirit Links that can help get your Pokemon uh, established without having to skip a turn. Because originally when Megas came out, there were not Spirit Links. And if you wanted to Omega Evolve, you would have to end your turn without attacking. Yes. Which people were just like, no, this is garbage, and refused to play the Mega Pokemon. Um, and then this generation also brought in the Break cards. Um, mm-hmm. So Break cards getting placed on top of the card uh, still retain all the abilities of the set card, but add an additional attack and more HP, and can sometimes change the type, with, as is the case with Yon Mega Break. Um, so it's. It's been really fun so far in Gen 6. Like, the most, like, this is where we're all getting, like, our most reps in of any generation, I'd, I'd uh, hazard to say. Um, and I'm looking forward to Gen 7 because Gen 6 has just had so much cool stuff. It has. And it, uh, Gen 5 gave us the Pokemon EX cards as we know them now. And it continued throughout Gen 6. Um, and it br- added to those EX, the Mega, 
format, and they also added Pokemon Break for non-EX Pokemon. It's really an interesting meta, something that it was, it had a flavor for each taste, a color for each taste. You could play different types of different cards, and it was really, really uh, a variety, a rainbow, would you would say, um, like Rainbow Road. But of course, that's where we end our history, and this is where we are right now. We're expecting these set evolutions coming out now in November, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, although, yep. of course, the pre-releases start earlier uh, as next week. Um, and evolutions uh, might be Generation 6 Last Hurrah. Woo. That would be so sad. That's not much of a hurrah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, and we kinda, this is, this is the lamest hurrah. <laughs> What's the line? Not going out with a bang, but with a whimper. Yeah, yeah, that's how it ends. Uh, and we will have a review for you guys on the Evolution set on our next episode. We wanted to include that here, but there's so many good information about Sun and Moon coming out that we needed to talk about it this episode. So, thank you for listening. This has been the number one topic. We're moving on after this short break with our sponsors, and we're going to tackle what is... Gen 7, Sun and Moon, and the future of the TCG. We'll be right back. Beat up Pigeons, Pidgeot Emporium. We got Pidgeys, Pidgeotos, Pidgeots, and all your basic flying normal type Pokemon. Need a Farfetch? Got it. Need a Dorio? Got it. Need a Staravia? Got it. Need a P-Dub? Got it. Need an average flying type Route 1 exclusive Pokemon? We got it. One more time, that's Peter Pigeons, Pidgeot Emporium. One final time, that's Peter Pigeons. Pidgeot Emporium. Go check us out today and tell the Puckle TCG cast that you for a 20% discount. Wow, we a 20% discount? No, make that a 25% discount. Do I have to make a 30? There it is, 30% discount. And so for that 30% discount, Peter Pigeon's Pidgeot Emporium. If we don't have it, it is an average. Welcome back. And we now arrive to the moment of truth, the future. And that future is Generation 7, Sun and Moon. And Boy, am I excited for this new this new meta that is coming, potentially. And some big news dropped, which is kind of interesting. Gator, do you want to go over it a bit? Yeah, sure. Okay, so we got, like, the word... We're recording this on Monday. We got the word at, like, Sunday night. Uh, Poke Beach decided to drop uh, an article on us. Um, so we've got uh, numbers released for the set. We're going to have over 140 cards, so it's going to be uh, about the same size as X and Y. Um, there's going to be 11 Pokemon GX, including Solgaleo, Lunala, and Lun uh, Lunatus, or Lurantis, Lurantis, whatever you want to call it. Which we'll talk in a bit, in a bit yeah, about it. it. That one was just released, so if you haven't heard about it, you're about to hear about it. Um, Pokemon EX have not been mentioned, nor Mega Evolutions. And this is where it gets interesting. So, so, as we mentioned in the past segment, we've had EX cards for two generations. And now we might not have them anymore. So, what big of a change that is not having EX cards into the format? Continue, Gator. So, it seems like GX are going to re be replacements. They're getting rid of the EX and the Megas, and you're going to have the GX cards. Um, uh, so, I assume if Pokemon had a problem with Pokemon FX... This is next word in the alphabet. Well, here's the thing too. Like they didn't even mention break cards in the the release, mm -hmm. so it seems like those might be gone too. So, are we just gonna have like a complete complete board wipe come next September? Uh, like what's gonna happen? We've already been talking about that a little bit. 
Like what, the, whatever the next rotation is, if it's break cards on, then like there's different cards that are going to come to the forefront because it's going to cut off a lot of EXs that you see in a lot of decks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that we will see a cutoff immediately of the Generation 6 sets. Um, maybe they're going to jump a point maybe until the break sets came in, like Breakthrough and Breakpoint, mm-hmm. uh, and leave the break cards and some EX Pokemon in. Uh, we might see, though, uh, in 2018, a full reset into Sun and Moon starts. Anything past that is now legal. And then the expanded version will be Gen 6 from X and Y all the way up to Sun and Moon. Yeah, we they haven't been there hasn't been a lot of talk about what expanded is gonna do yet. Mm-hmm. So we've only had like the expanded standard sets for a while now. So we'll see. Um Sun and Moon's gonna feature over forty new Aloan Pokemon, including some like Aloan Meowth. Um that's the same number of new Pokemon as X and Y. Um so it's gonna be a little bit different. Um Sun and Moon will see the release of two elite trainer boxes, uh with Solgaleo and Lunala. Um and the trainer boxes are the same as they are anytime. Yep. And we do have a set release date of February 3rd. Set your calendars. February 3rd. The Pokemon uh, is going to release Collection Sun and Collection Moon in Japan on December 9th. So we should have full spoilers by November. Oh, um, yeah. And we're going to spoil the hell out of you guys. So it should be good. Um, we also had some news about uh, um, in December, we're going to get a promo of a uh, collection that has a Snorlax GX in it. Yep. So you'll be able to get your first GX Pokemon before February. Um, that's going to be coming out. And we have um, uh, Evolutions Blister Packs that are coming out um, in this coming month that are going to have a new Greninja um, yeah. for the English cards. And that Greninja should see some play in the new Greninja decks if you want to check that out. Um, yeah. So that's what we have for coming up with Sun and Moon and all this hype. Yeah, and Evolution will drop, and then we're probably going to have Sun and Moon next. Sublime, what do you think about these news drop, and what are your what is your imagination telling you about Sun and Moon? Um, I'm pretty excited about Expanded being XY forward, because uh, at this point, like, that's when I jumped in the game, and I know when Expanded became black and white forward, I'm like, well... I guess I'm only playing standard, and now this is giving me a new format that I'll be able to actually, like, enjoy fully. I think they need to do it like Magic does it with their modern set, though, and stick to black and white onward. Um, no. I, I like I like a bigger, robust format that has sampling from all the sets. That's just me. But there is the unlimited format if you want cards from every single set. So I feel like as more and more generations come out, like, the cutoff for Expanded should be able to be pushed the same way the cutoff for Standard constantly gets changed as well. Well, I think the idea is to have a format, though, that kind of, like, is is just the format. Like, if you buy your cards and you, that's that's what you hop into, these are the decks that kind of, like, exist there. Play it if you want it. Uh, if you're looking for new stuff, hop into Standard. Like, it kind of gives you, like, a more solid base, which is what Modern does in the Magic game. Um I kind of like that idea because they still have a legacy too. That you can still have an unlimited format. But I think after going over the history like we just did, black and white is a pretty solid place to start and expanded and keep keep adding sets to expanded from. Because and it has been, but as we like, I don't know. Like, I feel like two generations is enough. Okay. 
We'll see. I mean, I agree with both of you in different points. So the, one of the reasons that I do enjoy standard is because I like having a limited pool of options. Uh, the less sets there are, the more control the meta. It is much more predictable. Uh, although many people don't like that, of course, and I can completely understand that. Uh, what really, I mean, I mean, at least me personally, what scares me about Expanded is I don't know what to expect. And, of course, that is also a plus. Um, but when I play Standard, I feel like I'm playing chess. I know the pieces. I understand the format and the meta. And as soon as I see a Standard deck, I would go into... Um, playing and under already understanding what that does, what that deck does, so I can play against it. Versus in expanded, I can find something that I I have no idea what how it works, and I have well, to trial and error. That's that's the thing though, Jushir. Like expanded's supposed to be there. You, I think you got a little bit mixed up. Expanded, it's not going to be. There's no new surprise cards. Like if if a deck's good, that's what generally gets run. Um. I don't I don't see it being like that. I think that's that's the comfortable meta as expanded. Because like look at Arizona Regionals uh, a couple weekends ago. Everything nobody nobody showed up with a deck nobody'd ever seen before. Like it's an Excel Gore deck. It's a uh, um Raikou Eels deck. Well, well, it's a Trevenant Break deck. Like But those those decks, like the one GeneSec EX that we just talked about, Red Signal GX, these are decks that haven't been played for years. So for the average new player, these decks are completely new. Well, expand is not for the new player then. Expand is for okay, I've 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 grown tired of a stale st- like okay, take Night March. When standard was kind of like just solidified as this is the deck to play or you play the deck that beats it. Like you could still go to expanded and be like, "Okay, here's a more robust card pool. Um here's different decks. You can still have a chance of hitting top 8." Uh, with something completely that nobody plays, like Primal Ground on May Top 8. Like, that is true. And that's why I also agree with you in that certain aspect where we should have a format where there's more options. Because again, I do understand that part. My preference, of course, is standard. Um, but having options is always there. Basket, you've been so quiet. Have anything to add? Yes, actually. So um, now correct me if I'm wrong, but... Well, so what are what are the rules again for uh, Pokemon GX? Isn't it that you can only you can only use one of them or only use one of their attacks once or something like that? One, one GX one GX attack per game, mm-hmm. but you can run okay. multiple GX cards. Right, right. Okay. So, so it's like a weird that, it's like a weird combination between Ace Pack and um, level X Pokemon or right. The original so here's so here's my prediction X. based off of that. My prediction is that. I think we're still going to get EXs or EXs in another form in some way. Um, because if you can only use one attack from any given GX that you have in your deck, then they're tech cards. They're not They're not going to be the main card you're using in your deck unless there's something that can hit and take out six well, prize it's, cards. It's not that they so, only have one attack that's a GX attack. They have usually have one or two other attacks that they're capable of using. It's just their GX attack. Like, they're as powerful as an EX, and Lorantis that just got released has HP like an EX as a stage one, has an HP like a mega EX as a stage one. So I don't think that's necessarily true that they want to go that route, because GX cards are functioning from like what we've EX, seen, and we've in seen a way. four. 
Like, that's the thing. We've seen four out of 11, or, or three out of 11, one of them as a promo card. So I don't know if we can make any, like, blanket statements necessarily, but they seem to be like EX cards, but better. So here's the thing that I might be noticing for these, uh, and I can see this in both Luna, uh, Lunala, EGX, and Lorantis, which we haven't gotten to. Sorry, guys, we'll, we'll get there. And it's that there's a trend that I'm noticing with these GX cards. It's that these powerful attacks that you can only use per game are the attacks that are capable of one Kyo Pokemon. The other attacks, not so much. So it makes me want to think that Pokemon wants to reel in the damage and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're able to power up a Mega Pokemon in the current meta and do consistent 200 and something damage each turn. Maybe you want to change this. Maybe we want you to be able to do 250, 200, 300 damage one time and then go back to 120, 100 per turn and level up the damage that we do. We, uh, I, me and Basket just participated in a tournament. Uh, yesterday, I don't want to talk about it, uh, it's a sore, uh, thorn, but I'm going to talk about it because I'm a grown man. <laughs> I don't <laughs> in, mind if you talk about it. <laughs> in round two, I encountered a Gyarados deck. Now, I can make all the excuses I want, which I have, and I didn't have any energies, but one thing I did notice then, it's like, he was able to set up his Gyarados, so he was consistently hitting me with 200 and 210 damage each turn with Mega Gyarados, you, it's really hard to get back at that. Once he set up the uh, the fact that he can do consistently so much damage Wait. is a problem. You let him set up a Mega Gyarados? I didn't have any energies. <laughs> I had four energies in the prize pool and I draw my first hand with five and had to Sycamore. See, here's the thing. Like, with his... with He was running an Eveltal deck like that should have been an easy kill because it, it loads up, it loads itself up yes, with energy. Yes. So it's like, here, hit me, hit me. <laughs> like, yes, I didn't have any energies. Anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> the point I'm trying to come across at this story is that maybe this is something that they want to correct with GX cards, where no, you no longer can consistently hit for 200. I mean, also Galeo GX does have its normal attack, and it does 230 in this call our energies from this Pokemon, which we know that in Pokemon, they're always a way to recharge again. I mean, this is a, a metal, so maybe there's not going to be any replenish for metal at that point. Um, but I do think that maybe this is going to be something they're going to head towards, where like, now you won't be able to hit, consistently hit for so much. You can hit once for a whole lot of damage, and then hit consistently for an average to above average amount of damage, making the game a little bit more fair to come back from. Like, yeah, it's easier it's... for you to come back against a Pokemon that is doing consistently 120 damage than one that is consistently doing 200. Listen, so you, have, they... you have a point there, but the Solgaleo attack Sunsteel Strike, that is not the GX attack, and that does no, yeah. 230 damage. Yes. So... I mean, I'm not saying that um, that they might not be trying to do that, but mm -hmm. um, uh, but yeah, um, it's. I mean, yeah, you have to discard all your energy um, after you do that 230. But I don't know anything besides Waylord that doesn't Oko, you know. So. So no, no, and you're right. Sol Galeo could be the exception, but we don't know how mu how many energies he needs, 
and the attack says discard all energies from this Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So it could be that it's a five energy attack, and if that's the case, that's pretty hard to pull off. Yeah, yeah. like Tyranitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Please ignore the sublime behind the curtain. But that's anyway, that's my suspicion of how maybe where we're headed where with GX cards. That's that's at least that's why. What do you guys think? I don't think that's I mean, where it's headed. Oh, go, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> um, I think even if that's something they intend to do, there will inevitably be an attacker or a deck or a strategy that kills things in one turn consistently. It seems like there's always that opportunity and that's so often something that revolves around like in a just in X and Y, when they were so EX heavy, Night March like, stole the show mm-hmm. doing 200 damage in one turn on a basic. And so when you have these super powerful abilities and GX attacks, a lot of them don't even necessarily do damage. They're like your ace in the hole, um, so to speak. But it doesn't necessarily have to be a damage-dealing attack. Like, so Galios pulls up energy out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But so like, far, it might so just be Galio- doing other effects. So far, so Galio is the only GX card with a support attack instead of an offensive attack. We, That's I, true, but like Lunala has an amazing support ability oh yeah. on top of an attack that just KOs you. Like, it doesn't do damage, you're just KO'd. We, we need to know a lot more about those two mm-hmm. cards before we can make any like, call. Yep. They're just, there's too much missing information on those cards. Um, to like make a viable statement as to what their effect. No, is. no, this is they, all speculation. We're not trying. We're not saying facts or anything. It's just us, us thinking, talking here. What we could expect from Gen Seven. But right, let's like, talk about a GX card we do know. Oh yeah. And do you want to like read the card for Lorantis Jujiro? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that because I want to see the blood boil spill. Actually. Lorantis GX. New Pokemon revealed is one of our new Alolan Pokemon from Gen 7. It states, and one important fact from this, we'll, we'll get there, sorry. Two, it's a Pokemon GX card. It has 210 HP. It's a grass Pokemon. It has two attacks and one GX attack. On its first attack for one grass energy, we got Flower Supply. It does 40 damage, and then you attach two basic energies from your discard pile to po- to one of your Pokemon, however you like. You no, it just says to your Pokemon. It doesn't specify like one Pokemon gets the two. Yep. It just says to your Pokemon. To your so Pokemon, can... correct. And then you have the second attack, which is uh, Solar Blade. It does. It needs two Grass types and one Colorless. It does 120 damage, and then you heal 30 damage from this Pokemon. And finally, we have the Chlorosize GX, which is the GX attack for one grass. It does third, uh, 50 damage times the number of grass energies attached to this Pokemon. We can make the math there. It's pretty, pretty badass. Now, one important note before I let the dogs out is that <laughs> this is actually a stage one GX card. It's not a basic, so it breaks what Base, uh, the EX cards were doing where every single EX card was a basic card unless it was a Mega. Uh, GX cards have now shown us, no, these are not all basics, which we thought because what we have as evidence was Sol Galeo, Lulana, and Snorlax. Uh, but now we can see, no, these GX cards are as powerful as EX cards, but they have to evolve from normal Pokemon, which is another reason why I think they're changing that format. 
So what do we think about this cards? Go. Would you like me to go first, Sublime? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, um, the thing is, we this card, you have to look at it as a grass Pokemon. And with grass Pokemon, grass Pokemon exists in a world right now where we have something called uh, Forest of Giant Plants. Now, Forest of Giant Plants allows your grass Pokemon to evolve up to whatever stage they want in turn one. Your first turn, you put Forest of Giant Plants out there, you play your Pokemon, you can have them all set up. So potentially with this card, you could have Lorantis stacked on your bench with a few Acrobikes, some Ultra Balls, um, and a Sycamore. You could have the Grass Energy in your discard pile. You have Lorantis attacking. That 40 damage, like, the 120 damage for Solar Blade is not like quite what you want to hit for a lot of cards. But hit Flower Supply, do 40 damage. And then attach two basic energy, so you can start powering up your other Lorantis on the bench, um, or itself. So on turn two, uh, turn one of if you're going second, you attack, do forty. Turn two, um, you got an energy, two energy on you, another energy on another Pokemon. You attach an energy. You're doing 120 damage and just wrecking things. Um, Are you starting to set up? I mean, 120, that's two-shotting uh, Megas. Right, so you're spending one turn doing the 40, and then you're doing 120 on their second attacking turn. So then you've done 160, which most, like, big hitters survive. And then you'd hit after that, but by that point, you're probably dead. But with 210 HP, though, like, you're super tanky. And if you are hitting that 120, you're still healing 30 away. Of whatever Which is, they did to you. I don't think that's a magic number. Maybe it will be, but I don't think it will matter. It's like one six. I don't know. I think it's good. Um, I really like it with uh, Mega Venusaur uh, because with Mega Venusaur getting the Spirit Link um, and needing that much energy to go off for its attack, I see Lorantis being like very useful. I don't see you using this Pokemon necessarily for its GX attack unless you're trying to. Uh, Unless there's something ugly that you can't take care of in one shot. Mm -hmm. um, you can set one up on the bench to go out there and swing. Um, but I'm not afraid of this Pokemon going down with all that energy attached because of that flower supply attack. Where you're attaching from the graveyard, or from the discard pile, to your Pokemon. So, that's where I'm on on that one. Basket, any thoughts? Yeah, so... Uh, I like this card because um, it always seems, at least as long as I've been playing, that water has always been a significant threat. And uh, so I'm aware of the fact that uh, being able to attach two basic energy will power you up by your second or by your second turn, supposing you uh, um, use flower, supp flower supply <laughs> to attach the two uh, basics. But uh, um, I'm not super loving the damage. To me, it seems like a mega septile that is uh stage one instead of basic or sorry well <laughs> yeah that was, that was ridiculous <laughs> but yeah uh it it, se it seems like a more a more interesting more versatile mega septile to me so my view on this card has been going back and forth uh immediately as i saw it i liked it then I became to see some flaws with it, and then eventually went back to liking it, and it's weird. So here's my issues. Being a stage 1 is pretty interesting. I know that we do have Forest of Giant Plants, which allow this to be evolved in the first turn, um, which is amazing. 
with uh, no and, spirit link. With no, no spirit, spirit link. link, correct. Uh, and we know that for one energy, you can do 40 damage, and you can get two energies from your discard pile. So this is not necessarily a turn one Pokemon, because there's nothing in your discard pile. Unless you well, put something there immediately using Ultra Ball or something like that. But you will have to uh, get your first hand with three and grass energy or three whatever energies in your hand and use an Ultra Ball to discard two of them and then attach one to that uh, Lantis. So you can do 40 damage and then get those two grass from the discard pile onto your Pokemon. So on the next turn, you can do 120 damage. This is all supposedly that it could happen. Now, that's fine. Um, but it does have its issues. I mean, it doesn't do much damage. It's like, I think Basket said it best, Mega, Mega, um, Sceptile, uh, gets two grass energy from the deck and then heals your Pokemon you attach it to, although you have to attach it to two different Pokemon, which is an advantage of that, obviously, Lantis has over Mega Sceptile. But you only need two energies to attack, and if you have four giants of force, uh, giant, uh, force of giant plants, and you have the spirit link, you can do that at turn one if you begin twelve. I mean, I go back and forth. Like I said, it's I, I am mixed on this card. It is good, and and it's definitely a great card. I'm not saying that it's a bad card. It's just that it's go. We're going back to that. But is there something better? That you could be using instead of this. This is where I'm going back to. Mm -hmm. I think um, it's good, but not great. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, and the fact that it's from the uh, discard pile instead of your deck if is... If Battle Compressor a, were a thing... In a post-Battle Compressor Correct. Format. Then I say 100% Lenentis is better than Mega Sceptile. And Expanded, <laughs> miles better. Battle and then we also don't thing. know what its uh, pre-evolution card will be. Mm-hmm. Which is something I'm concerned about. Yeah, I mean, what um, if Devolution Spray? Just with Megas, right? With a Mega, you know, at least the base card has really good HP to begin yeah. with. So if you use Devolution Ray, for example, you still have the NEX with 180, 170 damage. How much HP will this basic have? Right, so I see this has potential, but needs, like, we need to see what else is in the set. Yeah. It's yeah, not bad, it's good. We... I just don't know how good. Yeah, and for a minute, can we uh, stop and look at this and all agree that it looks like probably the most tastiest looking Pokemon ever? It looks like it has candy cane legs. <laughs> it looks like it's just a bunch of like gummy appendages on it, top of some candy does, cane legs. It does no, look true. Like candy. I'd I'd have to give that to to um, Slurpuff. It's oh, a giant. True. It's a giant cupcake. Like I'm down with that. Um, so, all right, you got me there. <laughs> so I don't feel comfortable giving a super effective or non-effective, not very effective to this card yet because we just don't know. There's a lot of information that we need first. So let's go ahead and mark our calendar, guys. And let's come back to this once the full set is released and then say whether or not it's super effective or very effective. Or not I'm, very effective. I'm just, I just need another grass deck to come out to, <laughs> yes. like, to hurt Greninja and hurt Primal Groudon. Like, there's several <laughs> things that do not like grass right now that I want yeah. to see more of. Oh, yeah. And it has potential. Again, there's just not enough that we know right now. And mm -hmm. how much the format is going to change, we don't know. Yeah, and if the format rotates as it usually does, Forest of Giant Plans will not be in play with this for more than, like, a few months. Mm -hmm. If they do decide in the next, in August or September of next year to completely, which I don't think it will happen, but it could, they want to reset... Uh, that could be a thing as well. So that, I mean, and if they don't go to seven, 
Yep. And then any last words on Gen 7 and what we can expect of Sun and Moon? Gator. Um, I think that uh, Gen 7 is exciting. I'm really looking forward to being here on the ground floor when we start a new base set. Um, so that's that's where my head's at. Like, we're going to... I'm... I'm so pumped for Sun and Moon, the game to come out. Yeah. Like, like there's just, uh, there's so many like things standing in front of getting these TCG cards that I'm just, I'm just a kid in a candy store right now. We um, all are. Yeah, for sure. Fan. Sublime. I want hand-drawn art instead of 3D art. Agreed. Basket. Yes. That's yes. All. Yes. <laughs> Basket, anything else? I guess, I mean, I'm really excited to see uh, what happens. I, I'm looking I don't know if this is going to happen with uh the new uh Sun and Moon sets that are coming out but uh I'm just really excited to have potentially have a um expanded format that I know everything about and a standard format that I'm learning along with everybody instead of learning along with the standard format and everything that's coming up and then also having to backtrack and figure out what's going on with the uh expanded format so that's probably what I'm most excited for. If they take away my EXs, though, I'm going to be real sad. So please don't <laughs> do that, Pokemon Company. Not yet. Not yet. Too soon. Too soon. So let's go and go to a break. Uh, once we come back, we will read your emails. So stay tuned and don't go away. I'm 10 years old and I just got my first Pokemon. I'm ready to take on anything. Are you sure you won't need your name brand pincer pocket knife? Mom, do you think I'm still just a child? I have a Pokemon for my of my own for Arceus' sake. I can take care of myself. Oh my Helix! It's a mating tree monster! Ah The Pincer Pocket Knife comes standard with a chainsaw and flamethrower. Because you never know what'll pinch ya. And we are back. And we have the mailbag. Uh, I don't have a fancy song yet. Uh, hopefully we will get one soon because we do have some awesome news for you guys at the end of this show. So st stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, we're going to start with the reader mail. Well, listener mail. So I'm going to go ahead and start. And we have Woody emailing us saying, So guys, so personally, I think that Mega Scissor is a great deck. But what's better, uh, well, put, what, what are you reading here, Woody? Put what's better, a shutdown deck with crushing ham, oh, but, okay, that's a P, that's a B, not a P, Woody. Uh, but what's better, a shutdown deck with crushing hammers or flare grunts or a normal deck where it is just straight attacks? And if you, uh, and if I was to make a deck, what are the must card's recommendation for it uh and that's from woody seesaw what do you guys want to talk about that? okay so i like the uh hammers for the mirror match yeah um if you're running magirna then you're not they can't discard your special energy um so and you're not going to be able to discard theirs if they're running magirna so being able to throw out the um the, the crushing hammer or the enhanced hammer or the team flare grunt to be able to, to disrupt their energy because mega scissor as a deck runs pretty light. Like there's not much to it. You need two energy to attach. 
Um, you need a Spirit Link, and you need two Pokemon. Like, other than that, you've got a lot of room in that deck list to add things, to track things. Um, plenty of them are running with uh, Garbodor um, just to shut down other stuff, like uh, Giratina, which uh, pretty much hates on every Mega deck. Yeah. Um, so you have room to play around. It, it really just depends on your local meta. If your local meta is a lot more Mega heavy, then I would move away so much from the Hammers and more towards like the Garbodor line or a couple more Hex. Um, it's it's really going to be up to you. Um, that's the thing with the unique metas. You can't really point to one deck and say, this is the better version of the deck. It depends on every other deck that's around it. What about you, Sublime? I'm very pro Mega Scissor, so um, I love that it's a very lean deck. I would definitely suggest having Garbodor as an option because it has the benefit of using an attacker that doesn't use an ability. So you should automatically just be playing something to shut down ability-based decks. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then also uh, consider running Magirna mm-hmm. as well, since you're playing Steel anyway. And then and, definitely like Enhanced Hammer. And for the Stadium, you should consider, uh, what is it? Um, is, is it a Faded Town that does... No, it's not Faded Town. No, Faded Town does uh, damage to Megas. The, yeah, what's the one that does the... Um, Stops everyone stage one Pokemon with abilities. Oh, Silent Lab. Uh, uh, Silent Lab, yeah. Silent Lab stops any basic Pokemon's abilities. So if you're all set up and you don't want to run Garbodor, um, actually you can run Garbodor with this deck since it's a stage one, but you can stop all of their Shamans and Hoopas um, and just be a real troll if you want to play Silent Lab. Like, (laughs) that's an option for you in the deck as well. You have the potential, uh, the potential of the wolf to, to make a really, really annoying deck with Scissor. Um, and it's still competitive because it two shots everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So that's it for Woody. Solid. Thank you for emailing us. I know you emailed that you were one day late for the last episode, so I know you had to wait a month for that. But glad you emailed us. Next, uh, we have Gator with Eviolite. Good evening, evening, guys. Ha 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 ha. Um, I have a quick question regarding deck building. See, I have been wanting to jump into the Pokemon TCG for a while now, but hadn't because I didn't really know where to start. You all gave very strong arguments on what would be the ideal way to start playing the TCG. Online versus theme deck versus building decks others made. I opted to go online route. Sublime Manic's argument about how it's free and you do have access to all the current cards made a lot of sense. Playing with the theme decks online has been easy and fun. However, I want to start adding and modifying these decks. So I wanted to ask about the energies before I ruin these. Is it easier or better to modify or build decks around one type of Pokemon only, for example, fire, water, etc., or do dual-type decks also work? I wouldn't want to have an issue of not having enough energies or a specific type of energy for the pokes. So how many cards make up a standard deck? Example, 25-50% of the deck. Um, any help would be greatly appreciated. Um, I'm just starting, so I apologize in advance if my questions are very basic. Thanks, Evie Light. Thank you so oh, much, man, Evie Light, for emailing. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's an excellent question. Yeah, this, this is... Okay, so right now, right off the bat, um, most standard decks run less than probably, I'd say, 14 energies total. Like 14 that's or That's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's on the yeah. very high I'm, end. No, I'm counting I'm count like spe- special energies. I feel like 8 is standard. Like, okay, yeah, like, like special around like 10. I try to have like around 10. 
yeah, ten basic energies and probably four of of special energies. Or if I'm so, running um, a four line of special, it'll be eight and four. Exactly. Um, you're basically energy. You only want one per turn in most cases. Like you want to set it up so that every turn you're getting an energy in your hand um, because you can only play one per turn unless you're doing with items or uh, Pokemon abilities. So you kind of have to build around that. Um, so as far as oh yeah, go ahead. So in terms of the uh, uh, to answer the energy question, uh, and both of you are absolutely correct. Now. It depends exactly of what you're running. It is deck dependent. That's absolutely true. Yes. Yeah, so... My Typhlosion deck runs 24 energies. <laughs> my, ty- my Typhlosion deck is a jank deck too. So there's yeah. a difference. So depending on, 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 the, on what exactly do you need. So for example, if you're running, let's say Night March to put an example, and you're running only special energies, you can get away with just six energies in total in that, so in that deck, for example. If double colored energy... If that... If that, because some some people just run some four, just double run colors, four. and that's it. Yeah, um, but it depends on what you need. For example, in my version of the Velta deck, I like running Mega Elixir instead of double colorless energy. Um, so I run four max elixirs and then twelve dark energies, and I have no special energies whatsoever because I want to make sure that I have a high chance that if I play max elixir, an energy will pop up in those six cards that I will draw. Um, and having cards that support getting energies back out of the discard pile mm-hmm. is also kind of part key. of what you tech in. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got in yeah. the standard, we got so, the Mega Turbo that allows you to attach from the discard pile to your Mega Pokemon. It expanded, you had Dark Patch that allows you to take um, Dark Energy into your... Uh, into not your, even that, yep. just Super Rod. Oh, like, yeah, everything true. runs Super Rod. You can pull three energies out with that. And, or Energizer. Um, yeah, or fisherman, yeah, puts them right into four. your hand. So if you're running like a deck, like like Greninja, I think runs eight. Yeah. Um. So like, if you bought a Greninja deck and you were running eight energy, you run a fisherman in there, so you can pull four cards out. It really just depends on the energy cost of your Pokemon, mm-hmm. um, and if you have ways of getting it back. So you want to l- shoot for like ten ish. If we want to give you like an ugly number to play Generic. around with, yeah. Right. yeah. And then four special energy if you want the special energy. And if you have ways of getting energy back, that number becomes a whole lot more elastic. Yeah. Um, I, I know it's 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 hard to be like, so so how many should I run? <laughs> like that, Eight that's basic good... four of a special. I feel yeah. like that's a good, the good go average. to mm-hmm. if you and have if no you idea. If you don't play do. special, then just have ten or twelve of the regular. Yeah. Total. So for your if second that. question is which which is the best thing to do, either to have a theme deck and then alter it or just create your own it depends on the theme deck of course uh for example there's two theme decks right now that are good purchase that you can actually make something good of and that of course is the greninja theme deck and the other one being the volcanian theme deck both that well volcanium theme theme deck not as much because there's a lot of garbage in there but it has still a few good cards that you can reuse for that deck greninja is mostly you Mostly, almost everything you need is on that deck, minus shamings and big important stuff, and the breaks, of course. Um, now that you've reached the point where you're running these theme decks online, now you can start looking at net decking, if yes. that's what you want to do. That's the same um, option. It, it's going to cost you a lot more to modify a theme than it would be to just start with a fresh list. Um, right now, you can go and... Uh, like you, like Jushiro said, you can modify the Greninja deck. There's also the Zoroark's 
are in one of the decks on there. Um, yeah, so, so you the, can, the Raichu like, one, I think. Yeah, so you can get Raichus, you can get stuff like that. Um, really, you like we told you before with your coins, buy all the theme decks once mm-hmm. you have enough coins for them. Um, you can buy multiple copies because then that'll get you the Pokemon to use. You can't trade them, but you'll have like a base set. Um, yep. But yeah, now's the time to start net decking. And like, save course. your. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, save your online codes that are unlocked um, and use them to buy cards. Like, that's yep. just. And we're up. forgetting one important battle arena, which is the Keldio versus Rayquaza EX battle arena. And that, of course, you have to buy it physically. Uh, so you have physical cards, but it brings you a ton of important cards that you would just use in everything. It is an overall big uh, save. We already talk about this so much because it's such yeah, a good I steal. Used, I used my copy to uh, make a Raikou Eels deck for Expanded, mm-hmm. and uh, it's yeah, straight up perfect. The, straight off the bat, when you buy Keldeo EX, you already have two good Expanded decks and if you buy two which is what we recommend do better arena you can combine them to actually make amazing decks I, will, I don't know if i'd call them good they're playable decks they also have a ton of energy in them um well mo- you modify not- them we're talking about modifying yeah. of course you can modify yeah. them to be amazing cards i mean both of them are championship winning co- decks mm-hmm. the keldeo a little bit more than the uh rayquaza oh, yeah. with the, the rayquaza way that they're set good, up but yeah keldeo is better so uh Anything else? That's it. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Um, okay. If you need any help uh, with modifying your theme decks or trying to build a deck, uh, as this is an invitation to everyone, we have a Facebook group called Puckle TCG. That's P U C L space T C G. You can find us and join the group. Um, we have people sharing articles. We have people offering deck advice. Um, just come on in and join us there. Um, we've kind of decided that's where we're going to have our little meeting spot for the TCG cast. Yeah, um, it's getting pretty crowded. We've already, yeah, we've already got 40 people that have signed up, and I think everybody's getting along great. Um, it's fun to have the back and forth and just you know chill with puckle people and still talk TCG stuff. Your hosts are there. We show up. Um, the little uh, we had a prearranged our little argument with Sublime and I for. Um, this deck on the show because we were in the chat of the TCG group going at it. So we're like, Oh, okay, hold on, hold up. It's we'll a lot of it. fun. We'll, yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. just save it for the show. We'll give the people their money's worth. So, uh, that's how that's working. So that's the plug for Puckle TCG on Facebook. Oh yeah. And we'll, and we'll repeat it soon. But first sublime, you have an email for us. Yes. We have an email from the sentient Pokeball and he tells us, hello, fellow TCG players. It is I, the sentient Pokeball. Writing to you again after having learned so much from the last time I wrote in. No longer do I buy random booster packs on TCGO in hopes of pulling a specific card, and no longer am I stuck playing with theme decks. I have since built a successful Xerneas Break Giratina deck, a Vespaquin Zoroark Garbodor deck, and a Volcanion EX deck. Wow. I am now working on work, yeah, great. Um I am now working on acquiring <laughs> the pieces for Mega Caesar. Not only am I building this deck online, but I am also working on building it in person. I still need two Mega Scizor and two regular Scizor, but with the purchases of the Keldeo slash Rayquaza Battle Arena decks, I have been able to get most of um, almost all of the trainer cards that I need. I'm just missing a couple stadiums. I have a question for you guys regarding Ninja Boy, who has finally been made playable in the TCGO. I have only made a couple of plays with this card so far, but I'm wondering, what is the craziest Ninja Boy 
play that you've pulled off or seen someone else pull off. The best thing I've managed to do so far was Ninja Boy, a shaman with energy on it into a Xerneas and then evolve it into Xerneas, into the break that I had in hand. Speaking of banned cards, how about the fact that now Greedy Dice and Pancham don't work? Obviously, these are not as important <laughs> of a card as Ninja Boy, but I find it funny that other cards don't work anymore at the same time that they fixed Something Ninja always Boy. breaks. That's well, yeah, all they, they... me this time, so I'll catch you guys on the flip-flop sentient Pokeball. I got a there's a story. few broken mechanics right now. <laughs> like, There's like a problem with Shaman going back in the hand with inter- with damage on it still. Same with a Mew. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a work in progress. I, got, I do got a good Ninja, uh, and I'm not even sure if this is actually legal. So, Gator, you might correct me because you've been into more events than I, and you play more PTCGO than me. Uh, but I was playing with Gator, I'm sorry, with Basket, and I'm playing this Vileplume toolbox with Jolteon, Glaceon, Mew, and Vileplume and all that, and it has Ninja Boy. So I have my Jolteon attacking, and Basket was has, uh, were able to damage my Jolteon up to 160, he's almost there to kill it, and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to give you two prizes, Ninja Boy into Oddish, the Oddish dies, and... I just lose one price, and not give yep. you two. <laughs> totally legal. It retains the ever. It retains the card state of the previous card. So, like, you have a Pokemon that's been on the bench for more than a turn. You can swap in a basic Pokemon and evolve it that same turn with Ninja Boy because it acquires that same it's, it, the status that the card was in. Um, my favorite Ninja Boy play so far has been with that Umbreon EX. Mm. That um, yes, I do that to, in my deck as well. Yeah. If you're going against Mega Pokemon, you can uh, get your card set up, swap an Umbreon EX, and then, like, what is it, four prizes you can take? Four prizes if you're going against kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for knocking out a Mega. So if you can uh, Ninja Boy into the Umbreon, you can hit it, knock out the Mega, and take four prize cards. Um, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing that as, like, a one-of tech in a lot of Dark decks now. Um, throw in the Ninja Boy, and then you can just move stuff around. Same with the Veltals. Mm-hmm. Um They'll play like Baby of Eltal, get it powered up so it can do the um, the 130 attack that it has. And then next turn, Ninja Boy in. It doesn't matter that it can't attack next turn because now you've got a powered up like Eveltal EX with three on it and ready to swing. Yes. So it's really... Ninja Boy is cool. I'm yeah, digging like, Ninja Boy. Yeah, I like Ninja Boy too. What about you, Sublime? Admittedly, I haven't been playing with it much yet because it had been banned for so long. Oh, that's true. <laughs> or yeah. uh, was like uh, bugged rather, not banned. But um, yeah, honestly, all I've really done is switch out Shaman for an EX uh, to get it off of my bench. Yeah. But it's a it great card for a lot of reasons. Sitting at Pokeball's point about uh, the Shaman switching is probably like Ninja Boy's strongest mechanic right now. Yeah. Just being able to get that easy Lysander kill off of the bench is phenomenal for doing a lot of different things. I've even seen it employed in Rainbow Road, where um, you have might have two of the same type, and you can swap out for a different type. That way you get that little bit of extra 30 damage that you need for the Rainbow Road kill. Like, it's pretty versatile. But don't do like some people I've seen doing and run four of them in your deck. Um, four Ninja Voice sounds yeah. terrible. Yeah. You, you run versus Seekers. Yeah, One you run two. versus Seekers. <laughs> Don't run four. Yep. Um, there Anything you go. else? That, and uh, congratulations. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say congratulations on building your other decks, too. Like, uh, yeah, man. That, Vespa, that Vespaquin deck is a, is a pretty fine deck. Um, 
I like Xerneas Break. Obviously, I run it. Um, and I, Mega Scizor is a good call. I run I, a Mega Scizor as well. I think Sentient Pokeball's spirit animal is Woody. Because yeah. he got them in, and their scissor. <laughs> because Sentient Pokemon got into DCG just what a month ago, a month and a half, and mm-hmm. he's gone so so far. I'm really proud of you, Sentient. Keep on doing what you're doing, and you're doing awesome. You really are. And it comes to show you, it's never too late, and it's never too threatening to start in the TCG. I know many of our Pokelonians are mostly video games but i invite you to try the tcg like sublime and gator have just have suggested ptcgo is free and it's a great great game to start with okay guys so one more break and when we come back we're going to end this game with pokemon 15 questions where you are going to try to stump our hosts we'll be right back good day mates want something different Come on down to the Ryehorn Steakhouse and try our new Southern Carlos-style bouffalant wings. Critically acclaimed. And this weekend only, Ryehorn Steaks are buy one, get one half off. That's for you and your special someone. Ryehorn Steakhouse is a proud sponsor of the Puckle TCG podcast. And at Ryehorn Steakhouse, where if it moves, we'll serve it. And we're here. It's the end of the episode, and you guys know what that means. It is, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Pokemon 15 questions. It's going to be tremendous. It's going to be the best 15 questions ever. Believe me. It definitely is going to be. And our co-host here, Sublime Gator. We lost Basket, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned We murdered him between commercials. Um, It was a tragic accident. He fell down the stairs a lot. (laughs) Three times, to be exact. But yeah, I'm sure he'll come back in some way or another. But we have here Sublime and uh, Gator, who's going to try to figure out what this Pokemon is. Now, unfortunately, uh, a member of our community did suggest this, but I can't find his name right now. So I apologize for whoever it is. We'll give you credit after the fact. But he gave uh, suggestions. And of course, we're going to start soon. Uh, as you all know, here are the rules. You cannot ask for the any number questions you cannot ask for any generation questions you have to lower those browsers no internet allowed um and we will then start right now with pokemon 15 questions starting with sublime give me your first okay question. first question is is this pokemon part of an evolution line no so it does okay Okay, a single Not one. Part huh. Of an evol- I think that's the time that's happened. Alright, um are you a boy or a girl? No, I'm just kidding. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um is this Pokemon a water type? Yes. Okay, single stage water Pokemon. Um mm. Is this Pokemon legendary? Unknown. What? How do you not know if it's legendary? Unknown. What? It's it's probably Fionn. Huh. Because Fionn's like kind of a legendary, but not kind of rarely legendary. But then it's kind of part of an evolution line because it's a given. Well, no, that's so weird. Well, I feel like we nailed it in record time <laughs> <laughs> that's weird <laughs> well what pokemon is it 
Is this Pokemon Fionn? Nay? Yes, yes it that? is. <laughs> Yay! Yes! Good job, Gator. We killed that. <laughs> you did kill that. I, I originally thought that the fact that we don't know if it's a legendary is going to be a thing, but obviously it wasn't. It was the total giveaway. No, asking the type was what nailed it. If we'd have, if we'd have asked that first, that's yeah. true. Like, we'd have been like all kinds of confused. There's so many more Pokemon going to be this. So for that, those at home, it. yes, Fiona's status as a mythical Pokemon is kind of in question. Not There's really nothing that has been released to officialize whether or not it's actually a mythical Pokemon or a legendary. It, and it's not an evolution because it doesn't evolve into Manaphy. Exactly, but it, it's able to breed, so nah, it's not like the other legendaries. Um, and the stats are, if it were to be considered a mythical Pokemon, it will have the lowest stats of all, the, of, of all of them. So it doesn't even have the stats of a mythical. Uh, so that's why it's in question. So that's actually a nice question for the trivia. And, yeah, uh, we killed it in Pokemon <laughs> 4 questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, again, thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, we enjoy you. Uh, some good news before we leave um, um, and some information. Um, we have a, sur- a survey that is going on. Please go to that survey. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to see in our show. Your word is important. What you say is what drives this uh, show. Um, please go to Gator. Could you give the link? It's pucklepodcast.com slash survey. It's going to ask you questions about the main show, but then it's also going to ask you questions about the monthly shows. If you listen to any of the monthly shows, there's going to be a chance for you to rate how much you're interested in the monthly show. And if you want Thatch to let us have a second TCG cast a month, you need to comment and say that you love the TCG cast and that like you're down for it, what you like about it, what you want us to change. Like we just need your input. And um, we're close guys. We're really close to that threshold that Thatch is looking for, for a two episode uh, a month. And if we manage to that, we're going to have one hell of a show with you guys. We're going to restructure the whole thing and we're going to give you some awesome segments. And since we're going to be able to do more shows a month, that means that we have, less to talk about thus have more structure in this show which and not to mention if you know okay so what's in it for you more tcg cast right wrong not only are you getting more tcg cast if that's what you want we have and it should be and it should be what you want we have it set up to where um depending on the number of people that participate in the survey you give your email at the end of the survey and we're going to pick uh one person to receive a prize. And the more people participate, the larger the prize. The entire closet in Thatch's room is stacked with TCG product. And we're going to tailor the prize to... Uh, I've seen the closet in person. Yeah, um, we all have, I'm going, I think, in this show right now, I think. We're going to tailor the prize to like what you want. Uh, we might set a budget. We might say X, Y, Z. We might, like, just... If you're not into the cards themselves, we might say, okay... Uh, you have this budget on PokemonCenter.com. Um, it's really going to be dependent on the number of people that enter. Um, so that link one more time? PucklePodcast.com slash survey. Uh, get it filled out as soon as possible because if we hit the numbers we're looking for early, we'll close it early. Yeah. Um, but enter for your chance to win. And please know to put Jushiro as your favorite host. 
Uh, no, no, that's incorrect. Remember to put Sublime as your favorite post. <laughs> uh, what, you, what you're going to want to do is just not put Thatch as your favorite host. I think we can all agree <laughs> that you can like everyone else except for Thatch. Well, technically, um, also, the question is, who's your favorite co-host? And Thatch is there, so technically he's not a co-host. Well, he is a co-host because he's co-hosting it with everyone else. I don't know. It's convoluted. Um, on a more personal note, uh, the Orlando Regionals are happening this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. If you are a listener to the show and you're heading to that, you can hit up me and Mr. Maximus. We'll be there. Uh, just shoot it an email to pucklepodcast at gmail.com and let us know that you want to meet up with us. Um, I'm going to be participating in my very first TCG tournament. And preliminary numbers have the tournament at 539 masters signed up so far just pre-registered so it is looking wow. to end up being the largest tcg masters regional that pokemon's ever had so far um so i'm really pumped Amazing. to be a part of that and i will have a tournament report on um, the next time i'm on the show awesome so guys thank you so much at home for listening i know you might be driving on your way to work have a fantastic day to you if you're listening this at night have a great night um sublime Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. This is Sublime, future robot. (laughs) (laughs) And Gator, like always, you're awesome. Thank you for joining us. Aw, thank you. I appreciate it. Now, where are we going to bury Basket? Uh, We'll worry about that (laughs) after we clean up the blood. Okay, okay, that's important. uh, Before we go, follow us on Twitter at Puckle Podcast. Uh, Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Puckle Podcast. Subscribe to us on Reddit at Reddit slash Puckle. Tumble us in Tumblr at pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. And then, of course, important, go to the iTunes review and review us. Uh, Of course, you know we have a game show plan. We're planning a game show, but it's held hostage. We won't be able to do that show with Snag as a host if we do not reach 150. So we're so close. 250. Oh, 250, (laughs) sorry. So we're so close. Go ahead. If you haven't reviewed us, go ahead. Tell your friends. Everyone, review us. And, of course, if you guys have a little extra money in your pocket, please go to our Patreon at pucklepodcast.com you can go there and do single time donations with the button or go to patreon.com and become a uh, patreon and those would include even better rewards including the live episode that we do every month and lastly join us in our discussions we have our chat up meetups which is twice a month Uh, I think it's the first Monday Second Monday and last Friday, and if you're looking for more TCG-focused discussion, 24-7, 365, we have Puckle TCG Group on Facebook. Yes, we gotta add that. So again, thank you all for joining us, and of course, as you know, this is not the last you'll hear from us. Hopefully, you'll hear a lot more, and right now, we are approaching our closing time. Have a great night.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.